it's Shirley and Manisha from Make It Shine The Money Podcast. On today's podcast, can money help you find love? We're going to talk about how much dating costs. I haven't been on a date in a while, but I've got a lot of friends who've been dating up a storm, including you. I'm so excited about this episode. <laughs> we have some fun stories and tips on how not to go broke while finding the love of your life. Keep listening to find out. So Shirley, at the risk of sounding like an old married woman, dating these days, am I right? <laughs> it is different. It First is. of all, did you know there are 1,500 online dating apps in the world and 323 million people worldwide use dating apps? It's a $5.6 billion industry. 40% of Americans and 36% of Canadians use online dating apps. And these are pre-pandemic numbers. This used to be 10% back in 2013. Yeah, and with the popularity of dating apps, it's not unusual to go on many, many, many first dates until you find someone you actually want to be in a relationship. I mean, it could take a while. Definitely. So I was talking with my friend and he said he had never been on more first dates in his entire life than the first few months he was on dating apps. Not only was it time consuming, it was so expensive. They say an average single person goes on 41 dates in a year. Does that feel true to you? That sounds exhausting. So that's a little more than three dates a month. And that's totally plausible. Yeah. I mean, as we're talking about it, I actually know my friend Amanda, she goes on multiple dates in a single evening. Like she will have a coffee date in the evening, then a dinner date. And then if the first two don't work out, she has a late night drink date. Forget the energy. Like that is expensive really quick. In a study by Elite Singles, the average cost of a date in Canada is $127. So that would include dinner, drinks, movie, and taxis okay. for both. And they also broke it down by city. So guess how much an average date night costs in Toronto? I obviously haven't dated in a while, but an average meal at a restaurant like today, if I go, is easily 100 bucks. And I'm assuming if you want to do anything before or after, like probably add another 100 Close. So 150 is the average, but the study okay. was completed back in 2019. So consider mm -hmm. inflation, it could be close to 200 by now. So Vancouver is the second most expensive city to date in at an average cost of $149, followed by Ottawa at 138. And then the cheapest city to go on a date, it's Quebec City at 112. So Toronto is the most expensive place in Canada to date. It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, another interesting point on these first dates, who's paying? Is the bill being split equally? I mean, we know we're all about equality in relationships, but I know when we surveyed our own friends about their first dates and who paid, mm -hmm. as yep. far as heterosexual relationships go, it's always the guy or at least tends yeah. to be the guy. I agree. So an article from CNBC, 63% of men believe that they should be paying. Okay. And a survey by top10.com says that 76% of men end up paying for the first dates. Oh, so there's a small percentage there that's a little bit disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was dating, I remember, um, I would actually just split the bill. And especially like if I knew I was never going to see this guy again, I just paid the entire bill. Like I don't want to feel any yeah. of that guilt. And I just feel there's so many expectations that come with getting someone else to pick up the tab. I don't want any of that. No, I totally agree. If one person is continuously picking up the bill and then they're going on one or two first dates every week. So let's just say for three months straight and let's lower okay. the average cost of these dates from $150 to $100 because not all of them are dinner dates. Some could be quick drinks, maybe even a coffee chat. You add all that up, that's anywhere between $1,300 to $2,600. And who's to say he finds the one by the end of three months? I mean, 
if he has someone special, now the next step is he's got to have to go on second and third <laughs> dates. And those are expensive usually. I mean, building a relationship takes time and money. Yeah, and they say on average, people go on nine dates before they call themselves a couple. And you start with wow. a lower cost coffee date, you probably have to ramp up to something special as you get more serious about right? the other person. Yeah, and then there's like special event dates. Is it Valentine's Day? Is it, you know, it's Christmas? I don't know. I mean, it's easily $2,000 before you get married. Um, sorry, not even married, before you get into a relationship with the one. Or at least, I guess, the one for right now. And imagine like if you're consistently just casual dating. I mean, that's expensive. And on top of that, like, have you heard of this term called foodie calls? No, but I can guess what that is. Is it going on a date for a free meal? Yeah. And they say three out of 10 women go on a date for a free meal. And it's actually not just women alone. So this is super funny. In 2018, a 45-year-old man in LA was actually alleged to have deceived a series of women he met online, going out to eat with them and then just ducking out before the bill arrived. So he was actually, I mean, they went, actually charged him and he went through like a court and everything and he was sentenced to 120 days in county jail and ordered to stay off Bumble and plenty of fish while on probation. Have you heard of um, the tender swindler? This is like the foodie yeah. swindler. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, the study says that the women who went on dates primarily to eat for free were more likely to have traditional beliefs about gender roles, which, which makes sense. You're less likely to even feel like you should be splitting the bill at all, right? Right, right. There's no guilt. What's the most expensive first date you've been on? Um, I don't have any extravagant first date stories. In fact, during my first date with my boyfriend, I suggested walking to get tacos, but it was rainy that day, so we went to a local pizza spot. Okay. And then thinking back on our second date, we went for ice cream. And then on our third date, we went for Chinese food. And that's when I accidentally ordered three lobsters instead of one because I was trying to impress him with my Cantonese skills. Right, accidentally. I know how much you love lobster. <laughs> so who, who paid for this lobster? He did. <laughs> oh my God, did you even know how expensive it was? Like three full no. lobsters? No, because he didn't say anything until we got serious <laughs> later. I just took it to go. <laughs> oh my gosh, the old risk of not seeing the price on the menu before ordering. I remember I right after we got married on our first Valentine's Day, my husband and I, we went to this nice restaurant. We're like, hey, it's our first Valentine's Day. Let's do something. But we were late. And they told us just wait at the bar and get some drinks. And oh my God, I don't even know what was in those drinks, but we ended up with a $400 bill. Oh, and then they're like, oh, we're going to throw in some free cookies. And I'm like, this is $400. These are expensive <laughs> cookies. <laughs> I mean, there's no limit to how much you can spend. I just saw an ad for the world's most expensive first date for $72,000. And they actually branded it saying love is priceless. That's another thing, right? How much should you spend on a first date? I mean, do you want to spend more to show that you're financially stable? Or do you want to be like, hey, I'm really interested in this person, so I'm really going to treat them? I mean, also feels really unfair that all the pressure is on the guy. Okay, but a super interesting survey from whatsyourprice.com says, if the guy spends $80 or less on the date, okay. he's a player. And more interestingly, spending over $240 on the first date means the guy increases his chances of being in a relationship by 34%. Oh, wow. It's very precise. <laughs> anyway, people in LGBTQ relationships have seemed to find another way to find out who pays. So 62% of those surveyed have said that the person who initiates the dates pays. Okay, so that's interesting, but that still puts yeah. the pressure on one person. In this case, this person both had to initiate the date and then also had to carry the financial burden of the date. 
Maybe the best option is to always just split the bill, right? Go 50-50. So this is the other thing. Even if you split the bill, what happens when the other person orders way more than you? <laughs> like, I don't drink and I'm fine with one main. I feel guys eat so much more. Yeah, I mean, there's a story online about a guy that actually walked out on a date when the girl ordered like four cocktails, a three-course meal. And then while she's eating, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm only here for the meal. <laughs> so, so the guy like, you know, excuses himself and he's like, yeah, I'm going to the washroom. But then he walks over, he pays his share and tipped to the waiter and just walks out. Yeah, so probably the easiest thing to do is to have a casual first date. So you can right. hopefully weed out those looking for a free meal. Yeah, I'm actually amazed by how many people want to have a full meal like that early in a relationship. I mean, no matter how hungry I am, I cannot (laughs) sit and have a conversation with a guy that I am not into. And this is dating in the city. What about long distance scenarios? We both have friends that have fallen in love with someone that lives abroad. The cost of an international trip is a huge expense. Yeah, I mean, forget friends. We've both been in long-distance relationships. That's right. We know how expensive that gets. And I know with online dating, that's actually more and more common. I I have a friend, so she's based in Toronto, but her boyfriend is in Rochester. And that's actually not even that far. It's the same time zone. But she's been spending five times the normal budget on gas alone. Yeah, so it sounds so romantic to visit a new boyfriend Mm -hmm. living across the country or across the world. One of my friends fell in love with a guy based in Portugal, and she's here in Toronto. So while it's exciting to travel to Portugal to see him, it really hit her bank account like the very first time. Imagine, you have to request time off work. Flights are $1,000. And then, of course, you need money to do things together while you're there too. So it all adds up. And it's not something the average person can keep doing without feeling a strain on your finances. Yeah, I mean, I think that's when you step back and be like, hey, do you really want to be in this relationship? Okay, so let's add it up. So the average dating period for a serious relationship is supposed to be 17 months. So if you're going on 41 dates a year, that adds up to 58 dates before a relationship. And if you're always the one paying, that's like anywhere between 8700 to like $11,600, depending on what city you're in. And if you're looking to increase your chances of getting into a relationship, that's probably higher with an average of $240 per date. Right. I mean, that is like, what, over $10,000 on just dates alone? And there are other costs to dating. Some people pay for premium access to some of these dating apps, and that could be as high as $35 a month. Okay, so $35 a month between various apps, that's like, what, another about $600? Yeah, and then there's other incidentals. You need new clothes mm-hmm. or gym fees or other good. things people do to feel dating ready. Those are harder to factor in, but that cost is there. Yeah, and ever since COVID, I mean, they did the surveys. Like people were waiting to spend money, it looks like. So 37% of singles, that's that's quite high. It's like almost half. Um, plan to bring a gift. So flowers, wine, or chocolates before the date. And then 20% even plan to send a post-date gift. I mean, Shirley, have you received any of these? <laughs> I, no, <laughs> I want to say after the lobster dinner, I think, I think the cost stopped there. It's <laughs> like it's tapped out. <laughs> and if you're in a long distance relationship or decide to go on vacations together, the costs just keep adding up. Oh my God, that's a lot of money. So I guess when JLo said love don't cost a thing, that was clearly just a salt. Yeah, <laughs> plus her love is expensive. Her, late, her latest Ben Affleck engagement ring, wasn't it five to $10 million? Yeah, yeah, it has to be green. <laughs> green I know, the, the hummingbird that follows her everywhere. Anyway, I mean... We need to focus on that for our next podcast, especially with JLo. And like, this is going to be her, I think her fourth marriage. I don't even know. Well, there is a cost to getting married. So we'll focus on that in our next podcast. Okay, so dating is not easy and going broke is definitely not the answer. So to help manage these costs, what are some things that singles in a dating scene can do? Okay, 
So dating should be an enjoyable experience. You definitely shouldn't be stressing about the bill at the end of the night, especially when you're trying to get to know someone new. So as a start, I really recommend just figure out a dating budget. How much can you afford? Go back to personal finance 101. After you add up all your monthly expenses that you must pay for, right? So like rent, utility, phone bills, groceries, transportation, anything else you need, subtract that from your monthly take-home pay and just figure out how much is left. If it's $1,000, do you want all of that to go toward dating or just a percentage of it? Yes, I also think there's a lot more economical date ideas that don't cost $150. The traditional date night we referenced earlier is dinner, drinks, and a movie. But there's so many fun things you can do for free and for way less than $150. So you can check out a farmer's market. It's free. It's a nice atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Go for a walk in a park, grab coffee and cookies. And in the summertime, there's also a lot of free festivals throughout the city as well. Yeah, and you definitely should have more casual first date to figure each other out. I think actually a lot of those ideas that you mentioned, I think are actually way more fun than just dinner and drinks. And to be honest, I think you should feel comfortable saying Mm -hmm. no to date ideas that are outside of your budget. Regardless of who's paying, suggest something within the budget. And also just be honest. A survey by LendingTree showed that one in three people have declined a date because they couldn't afford it. And half of those people were very upfront about the reason. Yeah, and I also think that we should normalize paying for our own meals. So if people do want a date, it's about getting to know the other person and not a free meal. Definitely. So here are four tips for managing dating costs. Number one, analyze your personal budget and set a budget for dating. The rule of thumb is not to spend more than 10% of your take-home income on dating. But whatever you choose to do, make sure you budget for it. And number two, find fun and free events to go to. And nobody says you have to have dinner. Do coffee dates, ice cream dates, walks in the park. That's a low-key way of getting to know someone. And honestly, it's safer. Like, I like the idea of a walk in the park to grab ice cream. It's in a public place, and you can easily decide if you want to bail early. And then number three, decline the date if it doesn't fit within your budget. Don't force it to happen and suggest something within the budget. And if the other person doesn't understand or forces the idea, I mean, there you go. You've got your answer on whether or not the date will work Mm -hmm. out in the long term. And number four, have the conversation about who's picking up the tab early. Doesn't have to be awkward. Just come out and ask what the other person thinks about going Dutch or paying for their own meal. So I learned today that dating is quite costly. And despite what popular love songs sing, love does cost a thing. We hope you enjoyed this episode and please give us a five-star review. Let us know what you think of these tips and we hope you find love and continue to make it shine. Any views or opinions represented in this podcast are personal and belong solely to the podcast creators and do not represent those of people, institutions, or organizations that the owner may or may not be associated with in professional or personal capacity unless explicitly stated. 